UI today, to me, starts dissolving a little bit. And I think it's still a very important skill set that every UX designer has to definitely tackle and learn and practice. But it's not necessarily an essential part of the product design role today, because oftentimes I was working with design systems and I never defined UI design from scratch. Unless, of course, I would work with basically the product that doesn't exist yet. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode. My name is Anfisa, and I'm joined today by Ioana to talk about the role of UI in the UX design world. Interesting topic. I think there's always this constant battle between UI versus UX. Is it the same? Is it different things? Is UI important or what's more important and stuff like this? So, so let's dive into this topic today. And uh, right before doing this, I also would love to catch up with you, Ioana, and ask you, how have you been the last week? Hi, Anfisa. Hi, everyone. I just want to start out by saying a huge thank you to Spline Design Tool for sponsoring our conversations. I've been working with them for the past, uh, I think it's well over a month now, and I am super excited about 3D design. To be completely honest, I'm hooked. <laughs> so I'm trying to explore the different features just to understand how it works. So I'm able to like authentically talk about it. And this week, it was absolutely fascinating to discover that you can not only build like 3D design, but also make it interactive. Like you can make it respond to clicks or hovers and, and everything. So it's just incredible to see that it can also be dynamic. So it's just another level of, of gorgeousness that you can add to your websites or whatever it is you're building. So now I understand the levels or the fidelity or complexity that goes into 3D design. So you can make it static and it's still gorgeous, still beautiful, but it can also make it interactive and have objects that respond to your actions. And that's just great. I'm, I'm happy to get to learn this tool and 3D design in general. So yeah, with this intro, just a couple of words about uh, my week. I've been recovering after the Domestica course. I've tried to like get back in a more easy pace, create some time for myself to, to just recharge, but it's unbearable. So now I'm taking up more work. I'm exploring new projects. I'm doing new things all the time. So I just can't sit still. I, I think I have to deal with it. Yeah, just the regular UX bootcamp things. And um, where I'm planning a couple of very interesting events with Mental Design Academy. One very, very interesting one to be announced soon. And I think that's me in a nutshell. How about you? How was your week? Nice. Um, my week was actually really relaxed, to be honest, because uh, we had, so I'm living in Czech Republic and we have the Easter small holidays, I think was like four four days weekend, uh, but also I took another day off at work. So it's been a kind of five days weekend for me, which is great. Definitely something I needed to, to recharge a bit after whatever's going on right now in the world. And also I took some time to work on my side projects. Finally, I think I haven't been working on my side projects for like two or three months right now. And I have a huge backlog of things I want to do. So finally, I got a chance to do that. Um, first of all, I finally almost launched my website. So I'm pretty sure by the moment you're hearing this episode, my website is already live. You can already find it under design. And the cool thing about it is that it's not just like, you know, here's me, here's what I do, but it's actually like a hub of resources where any aspiring designers can find everything I'm trying to to share online and sometimes you know when you're sharing online in the social media things get lost very easily you, you remember there was this interesting template about whatever cv or portfolio and then you don't find it because you know social media is noisy so that's the 
problem I guess I'm trying to solve with my website. And there is like this page that is called resources where you will be able to access all the templates I've ever shared, like the hub with different like notion guides, tools, books, things to listen. Actually, this podcast will be also plugged there so you can listen or find it always there. So yeah, it's anything that can be handy for you in the current stage of your design journey. Hopefully it will solve some problems. And um, apart from that, I also started more proactively working on my email list and um, Yesterday, I published another email list about the eight resources to build a case study and already wrote a couple of more email lists that will be coming up next weeks. Also about case studies and web portfolios and pros and columns and what you should include there and stuff like that. So yeah, if you're interested in like following up and, and reading my email list, just sign up and uh, you'll always find the links in those show notes. All right, that would be it about me. Now let's actually get into the topic of today's, which is, again, to remind everybody, the role of UI in the UX design. I don't know how we never talked about it. This is such an important topic and it's such a hot topic out there because everybody's fighting over it. <laughs> and I think we definitely need to address it at some point. So we finally got to it and I'm happy with it. <laughs> now, the, the topic is actually coming because one of the listener, Amelia Barnett, reached us out and asked this particular question. So I'm going to just read it to onboard this into the topic. So Amelia is asking, although UX is not UI design, I've received an advice that in order to get UX job as a junior, I should work on improving my UI skills. So my works actually stands out. Now she's very torn about whether it is actually important. Was it just one-sided perspective or is it actually true? And if, if she needs to work on her UI skills for the junior design position job, what resources should be taken? what courses or exercises she should be uh, working on to improve her UI skills. So that's a very interesting topic. I think we can definitely start by literally discussing is UI important for UX designer, especially I think let's address the junior side of it, whether UI side of things is important when you are searching for your first UX job. So Ioana, with that being said, <laughs> would you like to start sharing your perspective? Absolutely. Well, I think that there are a couple of things to unpack here. The first one is how important it is as a junior designer to understand the UI aspect of the design process. So I feel that while I've seen in my career a couple of people being able to be pure UX designers, so doing only UX work, mostly UX research work, this is still sort of a rarity if you want in the industry. So most jobs, it might be different for mature companies, for companies that have a very clear differentiation of roles and everybody has their specialty. It's a big design team. It's very well articulated or defined in terms of roles and contributions. Then you might find jobs that you're only be doing UX, like interaction design, maybe stop at wireframes. And I also worked in this kind of setup where I was the UX designer and I did not do UX design. But the reality of the market is still that in many of your jobs, especially if you're going for freelancing projects, you will need to be able to handle a design problem and a design project end to end. So start from the discovery work, running research and everything, and then all the way up to UI design. So it's important to know UI design. You can definitely find a way in the design world without it, but it's going to be harder and it's always going to be like a disadvantage or something that's missing. But again, I don't want to discourage anyone who wants to do UX work and UX research work without the UI part. It's doable. 
just probably a, a bit less opportunities. With that in mind, I think that as a junior designer, especially since it's a very, very competitive market, it would be great to hone your UI skills as well. So it's not as important as understanding how to solve problems, the design process, why research is important, how to unpack and understand and define the problems you're trying to solve, how to make sure that you're building meaningful solutions. So the part where critical thinking is most involved is before doing the actual actual UI design work. And that's what is, in my perspective, critical or essential or or like the, the number one most important thing is understanding the UX part. Now we're talking about UX and UI in distinction because we're trying to make a point around it, but we'll get later into the fact that they're actually parts of the same process. They're like different facets of the same organism. They're, they're the same thing in a way. So yeah, so you will need to hone your UI skills as well, because you will need to show that you are able to craft solutions from nothing to the final output and and then measuring the outcome so definitely invest in understanding how to how to do ui work and if you want to be more competitive make sure that you also showcase that in your portfolio in a way that's meaningful make sure that the ui tells the story of your process but we'll get into more of that later so what are your general thoughts around this as well well great start for the conversation so let's let's maybe start from the very high level there is this very interesting fight right ux versus ui is it the same thing as it's not first of all for me personal ui is a very important part of ux design right ui is a part of ux because how you interact with the user interfaces is the part of your experience on whatever medium you are now one interesting distinction here to make also is that UI design skill set is still quite different from UX design skill set if we kind of focus on the application side of things. Though, in terms of how we experience it, it's a part of the same thing. When it comes to you as designer practicing UX or UI, it could come up as a different skill sets. As a UI designer, you will be focusing more on tactical parts or applications, on more of the interactions and how the user goes through the flow and what he sees and content of it. Whereas UX would, and again, it actually depends because still like the, the world, the design world of terminology is very confusing and everybody interprets it in a very different way. So we're not gonna go down that rabbit hole right now. But point is, usually when we say UI design skill set, we're talking about practical application and interactions and content and stuff like this on the screens, right? Whereas UX skill set would refer to be more of this full scope design process skill set, starting from the research, from understanding the problem, from understanding the business side of things, from understanding the user side of things, the strategy, then to explorations, the workshopping parts, the, the, the validation, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like a more broad application side. UI is still a very, very important part of it, but here comes the interesting, I guess, perspective of mine. I think like five or 10 years ago, when we were talking about UI design skill set, we were talking particularly about it as a role. So oftentimes in the companies, you will find UX designer who would be doing the research and wireframes and grayscale stuff, and then passing over the deliverables to UI designer to kind of put the skin on top of it, right? To kind of work on the style guides, to create the branding touch and feel and come up with the library of components and kind of start working on interactions of things. Right now, I think the situation in the market is slightly changing. 
And I still think it's very different depending where you are and how UX mature is your company. So there is definitely no rule of thumb and take our word here with the grain of salt. But from my perspective of what I'm experiencing today in 2022 as a product designer, I would say that I'm seeing like four directions, how particular product companies, maybe not agencies, start working more and more right now. And I'm seeing that most of the roles are not separating UI and UX today. If you're searching for a job, you would rarely, in my perspective, see such a role as UI designer. You would see more of a roles like branding designer, marketing designer, that would be more responsible for, you know, the communication styles, for like how you tackle the visual touch and feel side of design, I guess, like how you communicate with your target users. Then there is a product designer who is actually like building the product that are parts of the product teams that are embedded in the company very deeply. So they work with technical people, with PMs, I don't know, CEOs sometimes, and really framing the vision of the product. And that's what I would today call the product designers represent UX as 10 years ago or whatever, five years ago, because it's still like this full scope of understanding of process. But the interesting part, the beef part of it is coming to the next role that I'm also seeing emerging today very very distinctively that is called design system designer. I think that maybe five, 10 years ago, UI designers would actually mean this design system designer today, because as a product designer who is not, you know, building the components from scratch and defining the UI styles today, our work will revolve around design systems and a library of components that is already built and validated and tested for accessibility and all that. So I think that the design system designer in product companies represent this UI role because it touches all those, you know, important aspects of UI design, which is again, components, content, the communication style, the interaction style, the way it is connected to the implementation side of things, right? You still have to have the front-end developer who develops those components in different states and stuff like that. So there has to be somebody who is like taking charge or making sure the experience on the UI level is consistent. And that's where I think like design system designer is the same as UI designer today. And then we can also separate a separate role, like which sometimes is under product designers cap, but sometimes it could be separate vertical in a company such as research, right? So sometimes product designers will be responsible for doing the research. Sometimes you would have the research team that will be either providing the resources for product designers being some sort of research ops or actually being the research uh, responsible team for whatever validation you need or whatever exploration you need, they will be taking charge for that. So coming back to the original topic of today's UI in UX. UI today, to me, starts dissolving a little bit. And I think it's still a very important skill set that every UX designer, any product designer has to definitely tackle and learn and practice and improve and make sure they have an eye for details. It's, it's a very important part of how we communicate our products and how they talk to our users without you know any moderation correctly. But it's not necessarily an essential part of the product design role today because oftentimes and in the last four years of my work, I would say I was working with design systems and I never defined UI design from scratch. Unless, of course, I would work with basically the product that doesn't exist yet. Let's say it's a startup, it's an MVP, and you, for example, have a branding guideline. And based on this branding guideline, you will start defining the first version of the library of components. So in that case, you do potentially can work with, with UI and defining it from scratch. But in a more mature companies, 
I personally almost never saw designers building UI design from scratch and defining the whole interaction side of things. That's my perspective. I feel like UI design is sort of dissolving unless you're working with like a small companies. And essentially, there are lots and lots of libraries that are already built and implemented that for, you know, your ideas validation, you can already use today. You might not want to, you know, start from scratch and define the look and feel of it. You can already use existing libraries online, such as material design guidelines or bootstrap or whatever. There are libraries you can use for validating your ideas and later on work in the visual system and work with branding designer or marketing designers to define the look and feel of your product and how it manifests in the component side of things. Anything you would add here? Just a very building on your last point, a very personal point as well. Even when I was working recently with startups, building products from scratch, I started building the visual language based on open source documents and files and Figma community. It's just a great place. So for anyone looking to get started with UI kits and everything, UI and small style guides and design systems, even in miniature, because we'll never compare it to real design systems like Carbon at I IBM or uh, whatever. But definitely Figma community is a great place to start. Just a very hands-on personal piece of advice from my recent experience. And uh, definitely, like you said, material design has always been my point of reference when making UI decisions because it, it's the standard, the thing to be cautious about. So what we you need to pay attention to when you use all these resources is to make sure that all the elements that you choose to use make sense in the context of the problem you're solving. So this is the only, let's say, disclaimer or caveat to everything that we just said. Everything is open on the internet these days. You don't have to reinvent the wheel but you have to make sure that it's contextually sound. This is the last thing yeah. that I wanted to add before we can move into another question. Yeah, I agree. The wheel is already invented, right? I think we discussed it in one of the previous episodes that we cannot define UX design as an art. Because like if you're starting to be too creative and starting reinventing the wheel from scratch and creating your own new components, you're risking to make your products inaccessible, not intuitive and et cetera, et cetera. So like... The fundamentals are already there. They're accessible. You can find interesting guidelines or libraries on Figma or open source and start using them, you know, without defining them from scratch. Coming back to the question of this episode, UI design, we still define it as it's an important part of our work. We still need to have a good sense of UI design, understanding the details, understanding how components should work together, you know, how big should be that button, how accessible those colors should be, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's important. We don't often work with defining those from scratch because if you're working in the product companies, you most likely have already defined libraries. However, if you have to start from scratch, you still need to get this training somewhere from, right? You have to figure out what's the good library, what's not. Let's start thinking about some ideas, right? How can the designer that is new to the industry start building this UI skill set? How can you build this eye for the details and understanding what's a good combination of colors or let's say what's a good combination of topography? What's a good combination of those interaction elements on your UI? design. So any tips you would like to share with us? How can you learn it today? This is not particularly my strong suit, if you want, UI design and how to learn UI design. So this is why I call myself UX goodies and not particularly UI goodies. But I do have a lot of advice <laughs> uh, on how to learn UI design. So I think that the most important thing with anything visual and anything crafty is to practice. So it's the same when you go to arts university and you study painting or you study sculpting. The first thing that you do is you, you look 
at historical work of arts, you look at, I don't know, Picasso or Rembrandt or Matisse or whatever, and you try to unpack and understand what went into that piece of art. What are the components that make that particular piece of art? So definitely you will want to start by recreating famous products or recreating other products. Copy work isn't stealing. It's not copying per se. It's just training like you would do in arts university, training your eye to recognize what goes into visual design and how you can replicate that. What are the pieces that you need to build up that visual system? So I would say one way to learn UI design is to look at products and then try to build them from scratch, try to rebuild that that product, whatever it is. It can be a mobile app, it can be a website, it can be something you like, something you dislike, whatever it is, try to recreate it, doing copy work. Another thing is also similar to this, you would do reverse engineering. So basically you would look at these products and you would try to like transform them into a wireframe and understand what are the visual elements that go into that. So basically, let's say we have a screen where you have a search bar, an image, simply draw a wireframe of that particular product to understand its architecture, what's actually the hierarchy on the page and everything. So reverse engineering, copy work are both types of exercises that can help you learn UI design. Plus, like you mentioned earlier, for me personally, the biggest source of learning UI was just going through material design again and again. I, I feel like it's the UI Bible. It's the most robust, the biggest design system in the world. So it's definitely the best place to learn about all the design components that go into UI. You will learn about cards, breadcrumbs, buttons, the anatomy of all these elements, very, very detailed and uh, eloquent description for each of these. So that's where you want to go to understand the different parts that make up the digital screens that we use today. In a nutshell, for me to learn UI design, you need to do copy work, reverse engineering exercises, visit design systems, start with material design, and then also you will have to add some theoretical meat and knowledge to all this by understanding some psychology elements of how we perceive and view objects like the Gestalt principles. And you might also want to read about color theory. You might also want to read about typography and how to achieve a well-balanced messages in your products. And so typography, color, uh, psychology of perception, and also uh, focus on doing the practical work because that's how you will learn uh, the most. So the last point I want to make is that for UI design to happen, you will need a tool. So you will also need to choose a design tool that you'll be using to replicate every design you want to recreate and to just do UI work. So you'll probably need to learn the basics of Figma, or Adobe XD or Sketch or whatever you want to choose, but Figma is the most popular now. So you'll also be doing a couple of Figma tutorials to, to master the tool in order to achieve the other part of learning. I think that's it in a nutshell. What about you, Anfisa? These were so many good tips. Actually, I, I need to piggyback from it. Like, honestly, most of my tips would be the same as you were just sharing. So there is not much I can add on top of that. But I agree with you that there are a couple of things here, right? First of all, you need to understand the basics, the visual language. And what is visual language is made of? <laughs> boxes and sort of the balance between sizes of those boxes. 
Second, you see a lot of typography. So in any website you go, you'll most likely see 90% of the content is typography. And the third important part is uh, the way the color touches on our feelings and tries to communicate something to us. So there is this basics, very, very much like atoms of, of visual principles. And I really like your point, like you do need to start from scratch, from maybe understanding the composition, the ways things coordinate with each other, right? Visual language as its core and starting from understanding the arts, it could be a really great and deep way of starting from it. But you can also start more like closer to the reality. And of course, just taking typical UI design courses, learning to understand again, those composition principles, understanding the balance, understanding the typography and combinations. And of course, there are all those steps like in the beginning, try to not mix more than two typefaces together because it becomes very hard to read and make sure it's accessible and readable. And typography is one big topic of it and colors is another big topic of it. And then the composition, of course. And then comes also accessibility, I believe right now is very important. Those are the basics you definitely need to nail and any UI design course will help you with that. Actually, we can leave some of the resources under the show notes, maybe some of the UI courses, the books, the second part of it also, I think it's important to understand that when it comes to composition, like, like Yona said, there is UX principles, right? You can find today, the website is called UX Lows, how things are related to each other on a screen. You know, the things like how you make something stand out, the accents, or when something makes more space on the screen and then visually it works that it attracts more attention. Again, how it interacts and talks to you as the user, the visual language should speak for itself. And that's, I think UX flows is really a great part of it. If you learn those basics of UX flows, it could help you understand in this visual communication style uh, side of things. And of course, there are more nuanced approach to it, like, I guess, practical tips, right? Like, for example, always work on your white space, make sure you double it. If it looks crowded, you know, test it, make sure it's legible. Using the good fonts, stealing like artists, like you said, like copying work, it doesn't mean that you have to copy an art. We, we don't define UX design as art, we define it as common practices, common knowledge, as something that is already known and does not reinvent the wheel. So it's something that is already accessible and works, and it's all right to you know adjust it to your product needs. So when it comes to practically learning to hone your UI design skills, I would separate it into two parts. First part would be to practice, <laughs> practice a lot. So even like going to those dribble and just stealing some of the shots and trying to recreate them. And by recreating them, you asking yourself, like literally in your head, why is it that big? Or why is it this? Or why is it that color? Or maybe it doesn't look so good. Let's try this other thing. And you start naturally figuring things out as you go. So first you copy in, then you're trying to debrief what went well and what didn't. Like Iwana said, reverse engineer things. And this is a second part or component of learning and improving your UI design skills, which for me means more of a, I guess, retrospective when you try to decode or maybe even challenge whatever is in front of you on the screen. And you might do it without even practicing. You can just go to any website and start challenging it, asking, why is it this? Oh, I didn't notice this element. Maybe it should be more accessible. Or maybe it's intentional that it's so little. Maybe it's not important and stuff like this. So challenge everything you see in front of you. Even like if you go to the Etty machine challenge, what you see in front of you, if you go like typical, you know, designers uh, bug and <laughs> designers that peeve going to the restaurant and, and then challenging the menu in front of you, like complaining that it's not legible or there's not enough pictures and all of that. So challenge 
visual language in front of you. That would be another big part of practicing it because this way you start building a mindset and start building like an understanding of what works, what doesn't work, what could be improved. So today you do something, okay, it worked. In your eye, it looks all right and it seems to be working, but trust me, two, three years from now, when you look back into your design, you will hate it because it, it will look to you not accessible, not big enough, not clear enough. Component you will choose will not be good choice of components, stuff like that. But that's just part of the process. That that's how you figure it out. You first practice, you copy, you get the basics, you get a hang of it. Then you start improving it. Then you start challenging it. Then you start trying out new things. And then you start getting this gut feeling of what works, what doesn't work. But it doesn't come from one course. Course will give you fundamentals. It will give you the understanding of what's good, how to approach things. But then only with the practice and challenging things around you, you start building that sense of understanding what's a good design, what's not. I mean, visual design, visual language, so to say. That would be my perspective on how to build your mindset. And unfortunately, there is no shortcut to it. I think you definitely need to just practice and challenge things. Let's add here another practical thing. There is this challenge that is called 100 Days UI Challenge. Many of us have been doing it. I believe like pretty much every designer I know went through this 100 Days UI challenge. It's a website when you sign up for the email list and every day they will send you a challenge. Let's say today design calculator, tomorrow design the sign up button for email list or whatever. But committing to practice it, you start challenge yourself already. So that's one of the ways to do it. Let's move into the top three findings for today. Definitely. So how about you get started? <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. I will try to be as to the point as possible. So the main takeaway that I would like my listener to have is that I loved your point about how you UI design is becoming increasingly automated in a way, if you want, because companies do have style guides, design systems. If it's an existing product, the visual language has already been built. You only have to align to that. So it's rare that you ha have a pure UI designer that does things from scratch, but still, still, it's a very valuable skill to have, and it will make you a better UX designer as well. And now we're separating these terms for the sake of conversation, but they're parts of the same process. This is another important takeaway. So UX and UI, it's not a versus relationship, like you keep seeing in different posts. They're, they're parts of the same process, the process of building products that people understand and enjoy. So this is the most important takeaway. And then other takeaways would be around how to learn UI design, which is through practice. And we've mentioned a lot of uh, ways in which you can practice from copy work, reverse engineering, doing UI challenges, going on Dribble and Behance and recreating the design that you like and everything. We've, we've mentioned a lot of ways in which you could uh, train your UI uh, brain. And the last takeaway for today is that if you don't want to be a UI designer, but you want to be a UX designer, that's also possible, but it's going to be a bit harder. And, and, and one more, one more, sorry. <laughs> I really care about this one. So I'm going to say it very quickly. You don't have to be talented to be good at UI design. So it's not about knowing how to draw or it can be an advantage. If you have a visual eye by nature, that's going to help you. But you don't have, it's not a prerequisite. You don't have to be a talented person to be a good UI designer. That's like my four or maybe even five top takeaways for today. Sorry, Anfisa, for taking away probably the juiciest parts. Right. You have nothing left for me. <laughs> I don't even know what to add here. But yeah, I just wanted to build up on what you just said. Like, it's true that it's not about talent. And I guess it also comes back to the point that UX design is not an art and it's not that you have to have an eye for beautiful aesthetics. I know developers who were doing UI design really well. <laughs> 
simply because they were doing it for a while and they build an eye on it. Sometimes junior UI designers would do a worse job than the developer that have been doing it for 10 plus years. So it's not a talent. It's something you can learn. It's something you can hone. It's with every single year, you're improving and improving and improving. And also the industry standards help you with that. The resources, I will just add a few more tips here is that maybe make use of the tools that we have today. For example, in Figma, you can find lots of great plugins that will test your accessibility, the legibility. There is this another plugin that you just hit one button and it tells you what would be the pattern they will be looking through your page. They will kind of generate those heat maps as to how users will most likely look at your page, how you draw an attention based on the combination of elements on the page and the colors and accents and stuff like that. So it's kind of AI tool. And so there is lots of lots of great plugins that already do half of a job for you. And if you feel like you're struggling, if you're not sure if it works or, you know, if, if you're feeling there's still some sort of friction, you might want to use those plugins to help you out with the decision-making process. And back to the takeaways, I really don't have much to add here because I agree with every single point you did. Like it's UI as a part of the design, UI as a role is transitioning to be some sort of marketing designer or, or design system designer, or you can still work on UI designs. However, it will be more for smaller companies that are not built yet. And sometimes it might cost more developing a new system rather than, you know, reusing an already existing open source system. So UI designer in itself is becoming this dissolved role as a part of all of those other roles. It becomes the subtle skill that you definitely need to build and hone and practice but it's not a role in itself from my perspective. And we will see how it goes in a couple of years from now because maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> so take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, that would be, I guess, my just sign up onto everything you're saying here. And with that being said, I guess that's it for today. Uh, thank you so much, everybody who joined us today. Thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please review us on any podcast of your choice. You can find reviews on the Spotify or on Apple podcast. We really, really appreciate it. It fuels us to record more episodes and come out regularly. So thank you so much, for everybody. And if you have any more questions or feedback you want to share with us, under this podcast, find the link where you can submit anonymously your feedback or the next topics requests. And that would be it. Thank you so much and have a great day. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>